Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to proceed beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation. It's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. How goes it all you guys and gals out there? Hope you're doing well. Hope September's been treating you right. But most importantly, I hope you know where you are right now. You're sitting in on another episode of Abstract Audio, the 15th episode to be exact. And I should know because I'm your host, Amber Janae. Now, as we're rounding out the end of what was arguably one of the hottest summers here in Chicago, I just wanted to take an opportunity to touch on a subject that's a pretty hot topic in today's self-help and healing climate. So this week, we're talking boundaries. I mean, it's only right, considering last week's discussion on give and take and reciprocity went over so well. Yep, if you missed it, we had the pleasure of diving headfirst into the refreshing waters of transactionalism, an approach that emphasizes the cooperative interaction between people and their environments. Think Newton's third law of motion, equal and opposite, all that jazz. But last episode was about more than just giving and taking, buying and selling. Even though the capitalistic nature of our society would have you believe as much. But no, we were more so focused on the exchange we humans make every time we use one another as a means to an end. In other words, to achieve a desired outcome or end goal. As we explained last episode, and these kind of interactions are typically considered harmless and natural in the wild and in terms of the universe as a whole. But society has kind of mucked up our perception of it, right? Which makes sense, you know. Things tend to get messy when humans get involved. That's kind of our MO. <laughs> but point is, I noticed a lot of people lately are out here misusing the term boundaries. So let me just put this out there so everyone understands what we're dealing with. Boundaries are not mandates for other people to follow. Boundaries are not demands. They're not expectations. They're not ultimatums. And they're not idle threats either. If any of these surprise you, you've probably been using and setting your boundaries wrong. It's meant to be a particular course of action that you take to take care of yourself when a particular set of circumstances arises. It's about what you do, not about what they do. You can't control anyone else. And this warped perspective most of us possess nowadays has us thinking we can, which in turn can be a bit, well, problematic. But contradictory may be a better term. It's almost like how this country claims our votes control who's in power. They don't. It's a sham, a farce. Similar to how society simultaneously acknowledges the fact that reciprocation is natural and fair, but in the same breath, focuses more so on the underlying aspect of it, the personal gain as it benefits them. We're told to give without expecting anything in return. Meanwhile, it's subconsciously instilled in us by a cash-grabbing, money-hungry civilization that we should always think strategically and benefit from whatever moves we make. 
If you're a parent, it's like that term, do as I say, not as I do. Which I always thought was complete bullshit. From childhood on, though, we're encouraged to put our emotions aside and become pragmatic, transactional, productive, list-making members of society. We're led to believe that things like feeling too much or not leaping at an opportunity to advance makes us vulnerable. That vulnerability weakens us and that the weak don't survive. When in fact, the way humans have been conditioned to want this often tends to do more harm than good. For example, like I explained last episode, reciprocation, or the opportunistic way we usually go about it anyway, often creates a sense of obligation, making individuals feel pressured to do something in return for a favor, even if they don't want to or can't afford to. This turns into borderline manipulation, as some, or most, people may use it to manipulate others into doing things for them, knowing that the recipients may feel obligated to do so from then on. These factors turn what would normally be a healthy relationship into a conditional relationship one that relies far too heavily on reciprocation and turns relationships into purely transactional arrangements, where people only do things for each other with the expectation of getting something in return. If you want more on that, go tune into our last episode and meet me back here when you're done. But what we're talking about today are the very palpable feelings and pressure that come along with this. Constantly feeling the need to reciprocate can create stress and anxiety especially when there's an expectation to match or exceed the favor received. So what are we left with? A bunch of stressed out, anxious, selfish people relying on a bunch of stressed out, anxious, selfish people relying on a system created to keep 99% of people at a disadvantage competing for scraps. Obviously, this model is unsustainable. Mainly because when people take and take and take, soon enough, What happens? There's nothing left to give. Actually, I heard a good quote along those lines that I'm sure you're all pretty familiar with. It goes something like, givers have to set clear, well-defined boundaries because takers don't have any. I mean, we keep taking from the earth and now what's happening to our resources? Exactly. On the topic of resources and boundaries, though, I always found it interesting that a lot of countries have this like really rigid process for applying for citizenship or even just visiting. Not to say that America doesn't, but sometimes I just like to compare the idea of borders on our land to ours as a people, right? For instance, some countries are more lax, while some, like say Russia and Cuba, are damn near impossible to get into. And sure, those barriers to entry are hard, but oftentimes they're necessary to maintain the country's regime. Just like in life, giving someone access to your energy, your life force, your resources, is no small thing. It's something to be taken seriously. I mean, maybe not Vladimir Putin's Russia level serious, but still. At the same time, how do you think the inhabitants of these countries, the people who live in these places, feel being cut off from the rest of the world like that. If you watch the news or keep up with current events, which I personally try not to anymore for fear of spiraling into existential dread, but if you do, you probably have a pretty good guess as to how they feel. Trapped, 
isolated, stifled. Same goes for us and our boundaries. Of course, they're good to have, but they can also be limiting. Hell, even a palace with no doors is a prison. We actually spoke a bit on this in like episode three on the good versus evil episode. A really good one if you didn't catch it, by the way. Uh, But I didn't go into much detail at the time. I wanted to get back to it because I know so many people who struggle to set boundaries. Mainly because society tries so hard to set them for us. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? That's what they want. They want to keep people weak and isolated and disempowered so they're easier to manipulate. Isn't that sick? To me, that's why when we attempt to set them for ourselves, we're either too strict or too lax. We're overcompensating. Now, you're probably familiar with what it looks like when a person's boundaries are too strict, right? They have that wall up. And that wall, man, it's like six inches of reinforced steel. And for those of you that have your wall up or those of you in relationships with people who do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's up and it's stuck, okay? It's up for a reason. Ain't no getting through that thing, period. After all, personal boundaries are just physical, mental, and emotional limits we establish to protect ourselves from being used, manipulated, or violated by others. But have you ever wondered what happens when those boundaries go from protecting you to imprisoning you? Well, psychological boundaries, for instance, are like the force fields of the mind, protecting your thoughts, feelings, and sanity. Like spiritual boundaries, they protect your spirit, your peace. But many of us have boundaries so strong that we start repelling potential friends and experiences like a magnet to antimatter, scared of being taken for more than we have left to give. Yeah, I'm talking about the friend who never lets anyone get too close, the person who doesn't accept compliments, or the one who overshares their emotional baggage on the first date. We all know at least one of these boundary extremists. They have the right idea, but the wrong execution. And same on the opposite end of the spectrum. You may have heard the term, live life without boundaries. Ooh, it sounds good. In theory. (laughs) But what's so crazy is, I can't actually remember where I heard it. It sounds like it could be a slogan or on a commercial or some shit. But if you guys know where it's from, please write me on the site or leave a comment under this week's Instagram post. Anyway, ignoring the fact that it was very possibly a phrase created by the takers of this world to ensure they could keep right on taking, I do still like to believe that there is a reality in which having no boundaries can be beneficial rather than detrimental. But we also must keep in mind that there are several different types of boundaries. Emotional, social physical, spiritual, etc. Just take the life of an artist, for example. Now, you know, if it's one thing I'm going to do on this podcast, it's related back to art in one way or another. Thus, the abstract in abstract audio. (laughs) Anyway, through their art, artists delve deep into self-exploration, transcending numerous personal boundaries. They constantly challenge conventional norms, pushing the boundaries of art, culture, and society with their work. And just look at the beauty that comes of it. (laughs) But what's also funny 
is that they say if someone has like a complete lack of interpersonal boundaries, that those people say and believe things like negative attention is better than no attention and that sometimes it's necessary to suffer. And no shade to anyone here, but that is kind of on track with the mindset of artists and, to be honest, most creatives I know. I obviously can't speak for all of them, but professionally, I'll be the first to admit, sometimes the best art comes from the worst pain. You can't tell me that didn't strike a chord. (laughs) Okay, okay. If the art example doesn't hit home for you, just take death where the physical body is gone, but the spirit remains. No physical boundaries there. Nothing holding you back. Isn't that true freedom? What's more beautiful than that? Definitely not telling you to kill yourself or anything. (laughs) But just saying there's more than one way to escape those limiting beliefs society forces on us. I mean, just take it from me. I typically try not to put you all in my personal business, but as an extremely introverted person, often confused for an extremely extroverted person, I struggled a lot with understanding my limits and managing my energy. I suffer from like this bounding excess of enthusiasm. I'm also bipolar, but main thing is I tend to give with reckless abandon, only to find myself feeling taken advantage of like others won't do for me what I do for them. For a long time, I felt like nobody understood me, that nobody deserved me. Ultimately, this feeling within me intensified to the point where I became angry and indifferent, unwilling to feel what was going on with any other person. I didn't want to engage. Until one day, I finally figured it out. It's not that the whole world is just unfair and people suck. I mean, it very much so is, and a lot of people kind of do. But beside that, it was that I wasn't clear on where my limits were. And in not being clear, I couldn't properly express them. And in not expressing them, they were often inadvertently violated, which left me feeling resentful and mistreated. For me, the key was, and still is, to put aside my ego and set boundaries up front. But I don't live within them. Let your boundaries be a picket fence, not a brick wall. Like for those of us out there who see everything as a transaction, I counter that by seeing everything in life as an offer, something you don't have to take or indulge in by any means. And I choose not to take no shit. Now, as far as how to not feel confined by boundaries and hopefully achieve a world without them, I think it's important to note that as technology advances, humanity's boundaries are expanding into places like space. You know, because we killed the Earth. Concepts like space law and space ethics are emerging to address issues beyond Earth's atmosphere as we speak. But while we're still here for the time being, only the quality of mutual love and respect within us all can do that. Don't get me wrong, we live in and subsequently create our own personal heaven and hell. So this world will never feel eternal, perfect, whole, or balanced, or in complete harmony with nature. 
In fact, if we keep going like we have been, the trajectory towards the future will be one of dystopia, where limits will be imposed from an authority that makes its own rules. In other words, human beings currently have some capacity to moderate their own behavior for the sake of their own well-being and the benefit of others. Yet, if we don't try to impose limitations upon ourselves, they will be imposed upon us from the outside by authorities that believe they have every right to do so. Thus, mankind's ability to modify this behavior according to a moral standard will eventually result in our own downfall and eventual enslavement. Hitting home yet? Not to be pessimistic, but I'm simply stressing the fact that we have to come out of this egoistic prison of self-interest at the very least. I wholeheartedly believe everyone should do what's best for them, okay? I get it. Good, bad, or otherwise. Because there's no such classifications. I don't judge. Like, I honestly don't. Like I said in episode three, do what you need to do out here. If it's important to you, go for it. But at some point, we have to evaluate what things are important to us and why they're important to us. That's how you start setting boundaries. Eventually, we have to realize that what's best for one of us will eventually have to shift to what's best for all of us if we are to survive as a species. If you ask me, we need each other, yes. But we also need to let boundaries define our space while still allowing for connection and growth. It might seem a bit contradictory at first, you know, giving without receiving, setting boundaries to protect ourselves while limiting our degrees of self-interest, loving in a world built on so much hate, becoming successful without becoming opportunistic, having different and opposing desires. But in reality, these feelings are some of the most natural and human things a soul could yearn for. That's because these desires are not limited by the desire to receive. Instead, they're fueled by a desire to give. Give love, guys. Give because it's the only thing that can save us. Give because the universe returns only what's given to it. The universe feels no boundaries, only a boundless, infinite reality. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a boundary is a point of limit where two things become different. With this world being so full of differences, right? Different emotions, different people, different personalities. You'd be surprised just how many of us don't have clear boundaries set when it comes to our own lives. I know I didn't. But it's essential to strike that balance in your life. Not only ensuring that reciprocation is actually voluntary, sincere, and not used to exploit or manipulate, but also to get to the root of who you really are. Be different. Think differently. And remember, it's not about tearing down all your walls. It's about starting to build, like, windows and doors for meaningful connections. Let life in. Let love in. You won't regret it. And I certainly don't regret the journey we've taken today, exploring the ins and outs of boundaries. Matter of fact, before you check out, why don't you check in with us on our website? 
theabstractaudioshow.com. It's bound to have something you like. (laughs) But thanks so much for joining us today, guys. If something resonated with you, be sure to go follow our Facebook or Instagram page to let us know. And as always, keep laughing, loving, and living outside of those margins. Get out of your comfort zone. And until next time, always appreciate the abstract in your life.